Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Society 13 Podcast Network Redefining Podcasts Society-13.com I like to listen You want to see something really scary? You bet Music Horror Art Politics And overall badassery Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio For real Society 13 Networks. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant! Look! There comes one of them now! friends and teens how about that yeah queuing up the song by therapy a band i didn't even know existed anymore and boy did i miss out therapy uh, how did you find this the new album yeah they have a new album out called cleave and uh i've been listening to them since probably 1993 maybe nice and uh they've just gotten better they're like a fine wine better with age I, More aggressive. Really? Better riffs, you know, a lot like Prong. Yes. You know, if you're familiar with that band. Yeah, and I, they, people should know by now I'm a huge Prong fan. Tommy Victor is an awesome dude I met several times now. Um, but yeah, so that's therapy for you, folks. The last time I heard them, I believe, was on the South Park soundtrack with Ozzy. Didn't they do that bit with Ozzy? Yeah, I think, yeah. Therapy! Or is that just the song? It was the song, and not them. They did a song on uh, one of the, uh, the Nativity in Black with Ozzy. That's I what it was. So. I'm thinking of yeah. I'm, I was thinking of Mike Muir and the uh, oh the All Star Band. Uh, oh, Mike Muir from Suicidal yeah, Tendencies. Yeah, we got together with Infectious Groove. Infectious Groove. Uh, Stephen Perkins and uh, they did and Mike Trujillo. Infectious um, Groove. Infectious Groove. And they did, um, oh gosh, I'm killing myself right now, I can't remember. Robert Trujillo. Robert Trujillo, yeah. yeah. Um, oh boy, it's going to hit me. I have their stuff on cassette, that's how long ago it was. It was like an all-star band. And I'll think of it by the end of the show, and right now people are going to be cursing my name. And I'm okay with that too, because I'm tired. 
<laughs> I am tired. Why am I tired, Sean? Because you were at Living Dead Weekend in Evan City, PA, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, and George Romero, who we just lost, his wife was there. She was nice. There was a nice send-off at the end, too. And, I mean, it was in honor of George Romero, of course, the whole deal that they do in Evan City, PA, every year. But um, and my buddy John Russo was there, too, of course. Uh, Judith O'Day. Russ Streiner, uh, that's, you know, Barbara, of course, and it was Judith O'Day. I met Judy this time, who was the teenager at the time, the girlfriend to the, the dude with the truck. Um, and she was very sweet, very nice. You may hear her on these airwaves at some point. I'm not sure. I can't make any guarantees. <laughs> uh, we can't, can't make a guarantee with Hollywood, you know? What can you do? But there was a lot going on, and they, they did a balloon thing at the end where they had a bunch of black balloons and dedicated to this guy named Steve, who I guess was a regular there. I'm going to get a scoop on that because we found out late. We were, we were packing up our stuff, and they did this. You know, Everybody got together and released balloons, and they said in honor of him, he, it was his birthday in the next two weeks, and he loved coming to the festival, and that was really nice. Yeah. Uh, really nice. But we had fun with Christine Soltis, who another author friend, and you met a ton of people. I, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I met a lot of people today. Yeah. A lot. I mean, nice. it happens like that. I have a list of people to send free comic books. That happens if you contact me. Um, they're getting the four digitized versions of WZWA, World Zombie Wrestling Association. And for those of you that don't know, that was the first time I kind of got published. Well, I did get published with uh, John Towers, and uh, he was the artist. He's a wrestler. And um, it is Planet of the Apes um, meets Buck Rogers uh, meets Zombies. So it's comedic, and I can send you guys copies if anybody hits me up. They're free because uh, they are no longer in print. But, yeah, that, that's a fun ride. So I was supporting myself with that one. But, yeah, so it was nice to hear a therapy song. That was really cool. I can't believe there's still a band. I'm very happy about that. And um, also, too, uh, came across a band yesterday when you were not present. What are they called? Yeah, I'm looking to see what the name of the band is here. It's uh, Mark Statler and his creepy classic chiller band. I met the guys, yeah. I met them there, and they were just really cool dudes. And they, they um, met, I guess they, I'm not sure if it was Gary Striner, I believe it was, um, one of the Night of the Living Dead folks gave him the rights to use samples from the movie. Yes, and it which was. That's key. That's a, that's a, and it's a fun little rockabilly ditty, uh, ditty um, album, I guess. That's not an EP. Is there six songs? What is there? What's on there's that? There's six songs and then there's a bonus track. Yeah, it's still an EP. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. But yeah, you're going to hear them in a little bit here. We, but it was definitely an eventful weekend. Literally just came to an end. We literally just got back from Evan City. And I mean, I still have the dust of other people on me right now. Uh, wash the hands. Lots of handshaking. You know, I'm not a germaphobe, <laughs> but you, you know, who wants to, who wants to do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so I don't know. What's new in your world these days? I know an uh, upcoming show, uh, I got to tell you for everybody, uh, we're going to have... Um, Katie McGuire from the movie All Hallows Eve and Terrifier uh, very soon. It definitely will air before Halloween. And she's from Long Island, like myself, and that's kind of how we hooked up. And she has she's producing a new show. She's very busy with a commercial she's working on in Miami at that right now as we speak. But um, I'll be talking to her soon, and you guys will definitely hear from her. And that movie Terrifier is uh, true to form because Sean couldn't get through it. Oh, man. I got about maybe 10 minutes into it, and I had to shut it off. It was just, if if you're familiar with, like, um, the scene in the Walking Dead series where, um, I mean, it's been out for a while now, so people should know about this, but when, when Glenn ends up leaving the show uh, uh, by Negan's hand, 
how brutal that episode was. Brutal. Just it was the scene that she's in in Terrifier was just that brutal, probably a lot more and uh, shocking. Yeah, 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 it was very very intense. And I was like, you know, I'm just not in. The, it's late at night. I'm you know. I'm, Probably not really going to stay up late. I'm going to go to bed soon. And this is a little bit much. It so. is. It's intense. Uh, filmed by Damien Leone. And he did the, uh, the All Hallows Eve trilogy. The third one's coming out. Yeah, he's pretty intense. And his character, Art the Clown, was in there. And they gave him his own movie, Terrifier. And I actually love the thing. The reason, I'm, I'm not saying Sean didn't like it. Um, You're terrified. Massively of terrified of clowns. Yeah, yeah. And this one, uh, they definitely, they made their mark. They even did, I think they scored like... 87 on Rotten Tomatoes, 87%. So, yeah, low budget, but man, it's on Netflix, you know. So they they definitely uh, they got under somebody's nose and radar. Uh, one time I was in um, New Jersey at a state fair. I was working in the summer out there at this uh, place called Kids Corporation. And um, it was a like a summer work program uh, through St. Vincent College that my buddy was attending at the time. Well, anyways, we're at this state fair. And I'm walking through the crowd, and it's almost like the parting of the sea. And there's this old man dressed as a clown. <laughs> I literally turned around and sprinted away from this guy. I was how old uh, were you? Ninety-seven. So I would have been like nineteen or twenty. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a little different. <laughs> yeah. I I had I was when I was younger I was afraid, and then I learned to embrace them and. Nobody could figure out why I was afraid of clowns. Oh, I know and why I am. I literally, I did a runaway situation. We were at Jones Beach on Long Island, and these clowns came up to me to give me candy, and it was a festival situation by the beach, and I ran. My poor grandparents had to catch up with me, and I didn't want, I wasn't going to have it. And then at Slippery Rock, far from Long Island, I was at the homecoming parade, same around the same age, between, between six and eight. And a clown threw a thing of jelly beans at me, and I just I ran from the jelly beans. Like, uh. And uh, the worst case happened before all of this, and I have very vague memory, but my parents always remind me. I think I was five, and they had front row seats at the uh, Coliseum on Long Island for uh, Ringling Brothers. And I, when the clowns came, they came right up to me, and my dad was like, no, 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 we don't like clowns. No. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, you met my dad today. Yeah. Yeah, Don. Well, he... Um, he proceeded to tell them no. They still came up to me. I jumped out of my seat. Now, you think about these seats. They're on the ground level of the circus. And I ran down the ramp and out of the Coliseum. My dad found me in the parking lot. That's how quick I ran. Oh. And I have visions of running through that tunnel and getting out of the building into the parking lot to freedom, you know? <laughs> well, my, my mom, I don't know why, but when I was growing up, she had this clown picture hanging on the wall outside of my bedroom. My brother, my younger brother, Jeremy, and I shared a bedroom, you know, when we were really young. And... No matter where you were in the room, this the eyes of this clown were like staring at you, like just drilling into you. And it was the most horrifying. My, they actually gave it to me, I, I can't remember if, if it's when I turned 30 or maybe it was Christmas or I don't know. It was some something like that. that they, they actually wrapped it up and they brought it and they gave it to me. And like <laughs> I made them like take it away because it was just... <laughs> They were after bad year. memories. That's fantastic. They, yeah, that, I have done such things. Well, you, you know what we did really funny one year for my daughter, and this is off topic, but <laughs> they bought my uh, stepdaughter a uh, for real. It was like this life size, not a life size, but it was like a large kid size toy that you could interact with that they bought at Walmart. And it oh. was, it was one of those like for real pets, but it was a horse, so <laughs> its head would move and it would make sounds and stuff. Well. 
I don't know what they were thinking, but they wrapped <laughs> the body and the head separately. <laughs> and she, I forget which box she opened first, but she opened, she opened the body or the head first, and it was like she saw a ghost. It was like she went sheet white, and it was like, oh my god, it was it was really funny. I mean, we all got a kick out of it, but she wasn't amused. Well, did, did, well, they, did, they, did she think it was a dead horse? Or I don't know what she thought, but it was it was really funny. But later that night, she actually we we had obviously put it together and put batteries in it and all that stuff and at the top of our stairwell she got on this thing and she tried to ride it down the steps oh my god and it was luckily she didn't get hurt but i mean it was oh it was it was it was awful well then later that night of course i stay up late and you know I, my wife goes to bed and the kid goes to bed and i stay up watching I'm still trying to figure her go down the stairs on the horse that's good that's uh good. she like rode the whole thing the whole way down the steps and <laughs> didn't fall off didn't get hurt or anything but later that night i went to go to bed and all the lights are out upstairs of course i'm heading to the bedroom and this thing like it was still turned on and it like lurched its head and made this oh noise and I like jumped out of my skin. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that's gonna be is this thing still around? I'd like to see it. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually it is. It's, it is? it's at my in-laws house. Um, so as Amber got older and grew out of that. Um, my, uh, my wife's uh, younger sister, her, uh, her uh, nieces, well, the sister's daughters that we sort of made its way to them. So oh, they, okay. they oh, so they, yeah. still in the family. Yeah. So you can go visit. Yeah, that's funny. You bring <laughs> you bring that up. Um, yeah, it's like a, a foster child. You can go visit. Um, my, a buddy of mine bought. Uh, he actually at, requested it. I had a, a copy of the the Blair Witch Project, the original on VHS, plus the uh, additional cassette for the um, what was it the Blairsville Seven? I guess the Burkittsville Seven, Burkittsville which about seven. the kids, but the the kids, you know, the documentary on the missing kids. And I, he, he paid me ten bucks for this, and um, it's a it's a cassette, video cassette. But I didn't know this. I was a huge fan. I liked Blair Witch. I liked it, and I even liked the second one. Everybody hates. I you know, I, I like Joe Berlinger as a, uh, as a director. But so he bought this, and I was like, so what, what's with the VHS? Your your wife says you, you don't even have VCR anymore. He's like, I have a Blair Witch Sanctuary um, in my basement where I have all the sales posters signed and, and I guess, I don't know, some, maybe a toy. I think there's a Blair Witch action figure at some point. You know, like uh, what it should have looked like, even though we don't know. Did you see the, the newer Blair Witch movie that came out? Like, I hated it. Like two years ago? I hated it. Yeah. I thought it was just people screaming in the dark at yeah. nothing. And nothing happens. Like nothing good. Like nothing. Uh, there's no redeeming value to watch that movie. There was a couple shock scenes in it. But, Maybe I need to watch it again. That, it was like, should I watch again to see if I missed anything? Because I, I felt like I really just wasted my time. No, I don't think you did. Okay. No, I, you I, know what? You know what I thought that was uh, probably better and in a similar vein was that movie, The Ritual, on Netflix. That was good. The movie wasn't bad. Right. It was, it was good. good. It was good. The I, the creature was very different. Yeah. Um. You kind of know five to ten minutes into it where they're going with it, but it's a different approach on it. Yeah. And I don't want to give anything away because it's it's really popular on Netflix. A lot of my friends are watching it and asking me if I've seen it. And if people haven't seen it, watch The Ritual on Netflix. I, I give that a, a big thumbs up. Um, she's Speaking of uh, comic books, I wanted to throw this in here a few episodes ago. I, I went to Free Comic Book Day back in spring, I guess I was. I forget when that is. <laughs> and um, I got a comic book that I fell in love with. And the people out here out there are going to know this right away. But it's called Outcast. Okay, and I got it as a freebie issue one, and I was so happy because I, I know it's a reprint, but I was like, hey, I'm right on board, and I love the comic, and little did I know, that's Kirkman, the Walking Dead people. Is that 
outcast <clears throat> the like the series that's on Cinemax? It is a series on Cinemax that mm. I can't watch because I don't get Cinemax, but I eventually will. I saw the first season though. Yeah, I saw that. How I saw that, but but yes, um, I did see it. And I loved it. And now I can't see the next season. I, it's just, but uh, it's so good. And a little, I thought I was on board. There are 50 issues in at this point. Hmm. And, the sh- the, and the show is now going on its second season, ending its second season. Yeah, I think. So good. I saw like maybe the first like four or five episodes of the so, first season. Yeah. And then we got rid of Comcast, or we got rid of, um, excuse me, um, Cinemax. That's what happened. Yeah, I had a free, I think that's what it was. I had a free uh, month or whatever. Like a was, preview right? or whatever. Yeah. We had, uh, I was watching um uh ash versus evil dead too yes. i saw the first uh season and then i saw maybe part of the second season and then i, I found out recently that they're actually on netflix yes they, they have them yep. so i started watching it again i enjoyed that i like the cast i like that they keep a campy humor about it yeah but it's <laughs> there, there's more buckets of blood in that show yeah, one single episode <laughs> there's more blood i think they were out to spill as much blood as possible oh they do <laughs> and boy do they and it's it's worth it's so funny speaking it, of that good. and remakes what did you think of the evil dead remake when that came i enjoyed out? that that was scary yeah it was it was pretty pretty freaky that was good for the fans they made it for the fans i i didn't need it but it was there and i watched it and boy i i liked it there's some scenes that still stick in my head yeah, and really good. Um, Outcast is like that too. You just, just can't it, beat Bruce Campbell though; he's terrific. Right, right, yeah. And it's just, and as a matter of fact, the dichotomy we're talking about here: Outcast is a completely different um, show because they're it's all serious. Mm-hmm. The lead character, there's nothing funny about him. Two characters, angry reverend guy, and and of course you, you follow the, the dude that is has been in the boat before, and now he's a, an exorcist of sorts. And it's about a, demons taking over this town, but it could be more well spread than that. I think. I think it's my. I don't know if that's worldwide, but so far they're just sticking to their town, relieving mm-hmm. people of uh, exercising people. Very good, good comic book, good show. I like that. I, we don't talk enough comics lately, and that's why I'm talking about WZWA. If people want copies, hit me up, um, and I'll send you four free digital copies. But any other comic, Daredevil, I talk about too. After 600, there's a really. It was such a great uh, revamping of Daredevil. Now, like uh, I mentioned, Kingpin is now the mayor of New York, and uh, of course, Murdoch is um, is working for him, with him, and he, of course, he knows who Kingpin is, but he doesn't know who Matt Mur- Murdoch is, and it's really cool. And it, it, it just it makes for such great a great storyline. I can't really give anything away, but there's definitely some. Oh yeah, you're picking up some comments. The, that's the uh, Battlestar Galactica series. And the final Jessica Jones issue 18, right there. I really enjoyed that. For a final issue, is very clever. Very clever. Hmm. I highly recommend that one. Highly. Do you like those shows on Netflix? Uh, I, yes. I loved um, Daredevil is the best. Punisher is great. Jessica Jones is good. Luke Cage, I can't finish. And I didn't start Iron Fist. So people tell me to give it a shot. Yeah, I, I got through... Um first season of luke cage i liked it um i think there's a second season mm-hmm. i don't even think i got to that jessica jones i thought was really good Hold iron on. fist i didn't watch and um yeah. um daredevil i got part way through it and i just oh, i loved it other things drew my attention i think finish that one go to the second season yeah. then watch defenders where they all come together mm-hmm. and you get electra in the mix okay and she's a great electra she's fantastic as electra um well let's let's play a song now i think it's about that time um what are we hitting off of this what are they called again we got yeah this is uh 
Mark Statler and his creepy classic Chiller Band, and I think we're playing the first track, They're Coming to Get You. Okay. All right. And this is literally, this is a fresh CD I picked up yesterday. They actually gave it to me when they came to my uh, my tent at the convention in Evan City, and I, I said, listen, if you, I, they played it off their phone. I was like, do you have CDs? Because I like CDs still. You know, and and there it is, really nice packaging, and it just looks cool, you know. And they and well, folks, if you like rockabilly, let's give it a shot. We'll give that a whirl. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant. Look, there comes one of them now. When there's no more room in hell The dead will walk the earth Yeah, they're all messed up Can't keep them in the dirt Johnny's being ignorant Barbara's really scared She tells him to stop But he doesn't really care Johnny says they're coming Look, there comes one now They're coming to get you, Barbara They're gonna get you and how Johnny says they're coming Look, there comes one now They're coming to get you, Barbara They're gonna get you They're gonna get you Just trying to survive See another day Held up in a farmhouse Learning fast how to pray There's an outbreak going on No one knows what to do The ghouls are multiplying And they're coming after you Johnny says they're coming Look, there comes one now They're coming to get you, Barbara They're gonna get you in high Johnny says they're coming Look, there comes one now They're coming to get you, Barbara They're gonna get you They're gonna get you Barbara, they're gonna get you in high. 
Folks, that was They're Coming to Get You by Mark Statler and his creepy classic chiller band. Let me know what you think. They're locals in the Pittsburgh area. What do you think of that? You like it, right? Where are you at? Well, it's definitely kind of it's, defi- it's definitely kind of rockabilly, but it's kind of um it's kind of got that sort of Johnny Cash sort of vocal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got that kind of vibe. And uh, if they didn't like what I said, I'm sure they'll let me know. But, uh, yeah, it, good stuff by them. And you're going to hear another one later on today. No, in this show, today. You know, like you're hanging out with us here. Oh, my God. But talk about crazy people at the shows. Um, <laughs> it's good. Uh, we, we, I ran into a lot of cool people. And Christine Saltis, again, horror author, folks, brings up, uh, brought up a really funny term. And she calls them uh, lurkers. Mm. And these are people that stand by your table. And I don't mean friends. Friends are always welcome. And I love it, especially the ones that bring me beer or whatever. Good guys and girls. But she's got a crew that kind of linger. And she gets so mad because they don't really promote sales. Right. (laughs) And so she, like, will leave the tent for a while and go find something to do or something to eat. (laughs) What the, what the hell kind of ice cream did she get? I don't even know where she finds ice cream at a convention she got, like that. She got like, I don't know, it was like a peanut butter ice cream or something she had to make. I don't even know. But yeah, next to, we had the mac and cheese tent next to us, and those guys packed up early, and yeah, I'm not happy about but that. But she gets fed up, and she starts poking like, like 
she gets mad at the lurkers, man. Yeah. Don't hurt her sales. I mean, if anything, she got mad at me uh, because these people were talking to me for a while and bought my stuff. She's like, hey, you didn't nudge them my way. <laughs> I'm like, well, I didn't know. You know, I was talking to them. I just lost my train. I thought usually we feed off each other and give each other, you know, mm-hmm. some, uh, well, you know, clients, if you want to call them that. But I call them friends. And uh, it just, you know, and sometimes they come back and... Um, They'll look at her stuff too, or vice versa. Sometimes there are people there just to see her, but she <laughs> she was a little late to the game, and she knows about that. So, <laughs> anyway, I wanted to ask you what you thought about this. We haven't talked about Motley Crue, The Dirt, coming out, the film. Um, I read the book, and for me, it's the Bible for wannabe rock stars. It has everything you want. Um, it's like... You, you, it's almost like uh, if you want to make it as a human being, do not heed the words in this book because they <laughs> they were awful, man. I you feel hungover the whole time you're reading it. You feel sick to your stomach the whole time you're reading it, and at the same time they're all alive. Knock on wood. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the movie. I don't know if you're a Motley Crue fan. I'm not. I was a big fan of the first two. I even like. Well, you know what? I like Theater of Pain. Also, I, mean, I get a lot of shit for that, but. Dr. Feelgood was kind of too polished at that time for me, and I didn't want to hear Without You ever again. Theater of Pain, I I kind of started, so like back in like that time frame, it would have been like what, like around like 86 maybe? So my musical taste kind of changed pretty drastically pretty fast because, you know, I, I kind of, there were some friends of mine that were listening to stuff like that. You know, I think maybe I had a cassette copy of Theater of Pain, but um, me too, me too. I got into like um, Beastie Boys. Really, like, my grandma actually bought me the first Beastie Boys album for like my like. It was like 1986. Don't or say whatever. License to Ill. My grandmother bought me mine too. Yeah, she called them the Beastly Boys. Yeah, oh, I, don't, she, my God. I don't know why, but she just bought me that. Like that, and somebody else for that same birthday year, I think bought me Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. Oh, luckily my sister got that one. Somebody <laughs> made the, the mistake of buying me Fahrenheit, whatever the hell it is, Bon Jovi. Not even the good Bon Jovi, yeah. and I gave it to my sister. I couldn't handle that. But that I was mean, too much for me. It, it, around that time, I mean, the Beastie Boys really kind of changed my musical landscape, so oh, yeah, to speak, because yeah. it was like right after that I got into like Faith No More. Of course. And, you know, um, and then progressively, I'd, you know, into things like, um, you know, Nine Inch Nails. Yep. And, and, you know, just from there, it just skyrocketed. But, um, you know, prior to that, I was listening, if I wasn't listening to like, oldies with my parents or you know maybe a cousin or somebody had like a depeche mode tape or whatever or or um you know it was def leopard yeah I'm guns guilty. and roses guilty you know all that stuff yeah it's good stuff though yeah um shout out to grandma laura for buying me the beastly boys license to ill and then i had to go back and get their uh the, the punk stuff too but she bought me that I, for christmas i guess my mother tipped her off that's the only thing i can think of also that i think the same year or the year after she bought me bang tango do you remember them Glam band. No, I don't think I knew. The bass player's name was Kyle Kyle. Kyle Kyle. (laughs) Kyle Kyle. (laughs) And he's still in the mix. He's out in LA. He's like, I think he's like a session uh, guitarist. He may even be playing with like uh, a faster pussycat type band right now, but I'm pretty sure he's still playing. Yeah, Kyle Kyle. But yeah, the (laughs) Bang Tango had like two good songs and I was out. I don't think I ever heard of that band. Uh, Look up. Yeah, (laughs) look them up. You'll get two videos that might be weird. They they redid (laughs) 20th Century Boy. Um, I might know that song. Well, that's, yeah, that's a remake. I'd have to hear it. Remake after remake of that one. But their big hit was uh, Someone Like You. And great bass line. Hmm. Great bass line. And the rest of it you take to the glam uh, closet. 
I'll have to uh, check that one out on YouTube or something. But yeah, The Dirt. I'm looking forward to this movie. They cast a bunch of kids, and the guys had to approve of these kids playing them. And um, they, they, so they this look is, like them. this is going to be like the NWA film that came out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're right. It might be. They, they're, but these guys, were, I mean, what they did, the things they did with women and each other. Hmm. And I, I mean, just beating the shit out of each other and sleeping with every woman imaginable. Just... I literally, the funniest thing is Vince Neil and Tommy Lee having a, f- a fist fight in an airport. <laughs> like, like, how much do you hate each other that you're going to risk like that kind of scare? But you know, back then it wasn't the same thing. They're just two long-haired guys in a fight. They didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But if you, I read that book, The Dirt is definitely worth reading. And I, I, I mean, lots of folks I know have read it. That was recommended to me, and then I got it for Christmas, and, and my wife brought it for me, and I read it, and she read it, and we just looked at each other like, oh my god, what a trip. And you, you had to go cleanse after you read this thing. It is that. And they were bad boys. And great musicians, though. So. Um, let's see. We, a couple of things here. What else happened at the show? I want to give a big head, a heads up? No. I want to shout out to my buddy, my little buddy, Lawrence, my adopted son for the weekend. <laughs> Lawrence, uh, he was amazing. He was a staff ghoul, meaning he was there to help uh, set up, take down. If you needed water, He'd go get it if he needed to run a wire. He'd go hook you up. Um, if he, you know, if he had stuff that he wanted, he'd try to steal it. And he, but of course, he gave it back. He's only kidding. He just wanted to get my attention. <laughs> really good kid. He got really mad when my friend Ian turned to him and said, "said No, it's borrowing. It's not stealing." And you go ahead. And he's like, "I'm not a thief." And he started yelling at him like, "Lawrence, I love you. You were great. You made my weekend." And he helped me bring in cases of water that that Kevin Christ. Nice enough to give me a really hot seat for my tent and uh, my tables. Uh, he just he he <laughs> he went to go buy cases of water for the staff, meaning myself and other folks. And he had eight cases and nobody to carry them. He didn't think about that. Nowhere to put them in his car. I happened to pull in because I was buying a bag of ice, and I helped him out, brought that in. And, and Lawrence showed up with with the cart, and we brought him in and saved the day. And Lawrence was behind it all. He, you talked with him a little bit, right? A little wise ass too, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's smart. Smart. He was like an old soul, though. You know, he yes. was like, he said he was in tenth grade, but I swear he looked like he was in eighth grade. I agree. Christine said the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawrence, he'll probably listen to this. He'll probably. I hope he will. I will see him again. I'm gonna be watching his career with much interest. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see other thing. Here's something. I have another movie. Have you seen Inside yet? There's a French version and an American version. Inside. Don't watch the French version for you because the intensity of it is the gore factor and discomfort. Let's just say I watched Inside, the French version with subtitles. Uh, I think it was on Netflix or something. And sometimes I have to question my own viewing judgment and why it goes awry because I it was horrifying, horrifying movie. This woman is pregnant and another woman wants to be pregnant and all hell breaks loose because of jealous and jealousy and rage and other reasons that I can't spoil and I thought it was just going to be you know just all of all about these two women and it, there's a lot of killing in this movie <laughs> between because this woman wants to kill his other, other people get in the way and it's it's a gore fest but I don't think I'd watch it a second time and that's inside the French one there's an American one you could watch I believe Maria Bella is in it hmm. I think I could be wrong it's been a while but that's where you probably get through that one uh, yeah, I mean, I love I love horror movies, but mm. sometimes sometimes it just goes past a certain point where yes. I'm like, okay, that that's reached my bar of you know here 
not that I can't handle it, but more that it's like, uh, you know, I just, uh, I don't know if I want to watch this. You know, yeah. not because I'm afraid or terrified you feel or like anything you're doing like that, something but it's like, you should. Yeah. it's like, I feel like I'm watching something that's just, you know, yeah, maybe okay. a little bit too real in a sense on some level that's like, wow, you know, something like that could really happen and it that's kind of disturbing you, you are know. correct i don't that's why when i write i stay clear of things that could possibly happen to an extent to you know insight i don't know i i like to write things that are like you know well you know fiction but you know like there's monsters right They're, usually it's about monsters and you know nobody's going to copy what they do because they can't become Human monsters are the worst, you know, but they're not going to grow tentacles and take out a village, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, uh, things like that, I think, you know, it goes back to like childhood, you know, we watched all kinds of movies when we were children, but when I saw um, Full Metal Jacket and it got to the end of the movie, I couldn't watch war movies for a long time because... Your brother is in the military. Well, he was in the military, yeah, yeah. he was an army ranger, um, but uh, but anyways... Um, Full Metal Jacket at the end of the movie where that sniper just starts like butchering people and especially that one guy that was in the field and they're like trying to get to this guy but they can't I I had to shut the movie off because I got sick and went and threw up really yeah it it just just disturbed me you know I'm glad you told me that because now I know what I can make you watch and not watch (laughs) Uh, but because we do viewings here and there's going to be a viewing very soon Um, my buddy Emil Johansson uh, sent us a movie to watch and talk about, and uh, it's a it's a uh, low budget, the gated community, and uh, he sent me a screener, and we're going to talk about that and probably have him on at some point. But I think you'll get through this because it's funny too. I, th- he says it's just a he calls it a silly little piece, but you know what? All those things are work. It's work. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, if you plan on dumping a bucket of blood on your friend's head, that's work. And if you're going to film it, you better have about three people involved, and then you want to get sound editing. You want to hear him swearing. Why do I know about this? But it, it's all work. It's a production. You got to plan. You got to plan timing. You, yeah. you could have a guy in the roof standing there with a bucket of blood for like two hours if he decides to go to McDonald's. He's not coming home. It's work. And so when you put something together, Emil Johansson, I'm going to look at it. And I'm going to enjoy it either way. I, I saw a snippet, so I'll, I'm going to wait till you can see it too. I'm going to make sure you, yeah. you can. But I uh, see Emil. I told you we we're going to we were going to get to it. It's just man, there's been so much going on lately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, inside the French, the French really when they do it, they do it over the top. They and I, it's the French movies that have disturbed me the most. Do you think that? So earlier we were talking about Terrifier, and I turned that movie off after like maybe eight to ten minutes. Mm. Um, but do you think that that movie, since I haven't seen it, is a lot like that? Because the reason I turned it off, the realism, a was the realism and mm-hmm. like. It gets worse. Wow, that, in a good way. That could really happen, and that that was like really freaky and disturbing to watch. What what happened? I feel bad. I made you watch. But the, the, the damn clown looked terrifying, and you know, there's there's other you know other clowns like Pennywise, obviously. Yeah. You know, an Attack of the Killer Clown. Like we had, we had a drunken night one time a long time ago. I was probably like 23 or 24 at, at this overnight party, and um, that we watched. We used to watch a lot of different movies. We watched Attack of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and I'll tell you what, some of the scenes in that movie like kind of freaked me out, like because only because of my my you know terror of clowns. But the one scene, especially with that one clown, he has that like 
large hammer behind his back and there's like oh, a kid's yeah. party or whatever and he's like signaling because <laughs> they don't talk and he's like signaling and he just has this like that was so messed horrifying up. look on his face like i'm about to just smash and or do whatever to this kid you know i'm like, like oh my god I can't. Yeah, that i mean that movie i love that movie though Freaking I, out. I had it on i had it i recorded it and had it for years i brought it to college with me we played it so much i, I, I couldn't even play it anymore the, some of these movies, the realism, you know, like in Terrifier, it was just like so like the gore and the brutality of what I witnessed. It was just like, okay, I, I know where this this is going. It can only get worse because, you know, I, I watched Hostel, right? I know how brutal that gets. That was very real. And I was like, man, I just, I don't think I can handle this tonight. I'm going to turn it off. There are levels. <laughs> there are levels. I think I reached mine with Inside. Um, yeah, I, it, it was... I say I'll watch anything, and if, if friends make it, I'll watch it. Um, I have some stuff from Totag Productions that uh, I met some guys that were involved with that, and they actually got in trouble because people thought they were killing, that they were snuff films. They were that real. Yeah. And I watched one of them, and it was very, very disturbing, but I still liked it. I, I'm guilty of that. And I have it. I know now I cannot give it to you to watch. Nope. <laughs> it, it's it's artsy, and I, we'll talk about it some other time. But it's um, it's um, Toe Tag is a, they're a breed apart. And uh, John Russo himself, one of the co-creators of uh, Night of the Living Dead, he watched some of their movies, and he said the same thing. He's like, they're good, but they're a little too real, Dave. And that mm-hmm. is the truth. Honest to goodness truth. Uh, he's so funny. I, I saw him in the, the, the Living Dead Museum. And I just went in there to this this one really nice woman bought our book that were, that the Rise of the Dead that he put together and I'm in uh, Rise of the Dead on Amazon, folks. You can get that on Amazon. Uh, John wrote his story about the first one, the zombie, the first zombie, and we all wrote stories in the timeline of Night of the Living Dead. Uh, mine is about a hippie commune that gets taken over, run over by the zombies, and they are all tripping and not really knowing what's going on until it's too late. Um, my own take on it, basically. But Russo, I went in there. Uh, somebody bought his book, and I was on the other side of the convention. I'm not going to make the old man, you know, walk across the. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I t- promised her I'd get it signed, and I can't guarantee that he would if he's busy. So, I, <laughs> I, I put Lawrence in charge of my tent because Christine was out and about. Lawrence sat there, um, and the woman stood there. <laughs> I guess just waiting because she was she was she was she's not immobilized, but she had trouble walking. I guess, and I didn't want her to make her walk all the way. I said I'll be right back, and I ran down there. And sure enough, he's like, "Oh, Dave, how you doing?" I was like, "Can you sign this for my friend Diane? She just bought this." I said, oh yeah, sure. He signed it. How do you spell Diane? I said, "Spell Diane for him." I didn't know there was multiple ways to spell Diane. Uh, but anyway, I don't think I do. But, <laughs> yeah. So I, I I brought the book back, and she's like, "Did he spell it right?" I was like. I, I looked at her, and I wanted to ask her, there's multiple ways to spell Diane? Maybe two ends? I don't know. I But she was so happy. Made her day, made me feel good. I, my good deed of the day yesterday. Um, let's see. What else I wanted to make mention of? Oh, Mac Miller passed away on the darker side of things, and I discovered him too late. Pittsburgh rapper, um, he was getting up there. And everybody knew him in the rap community. Uh, like the guys, chi- they all chimed out. Especially Snoop Dogg said he was like a close buddy of his. Hmm. And I tell anybody that didn't know who Mac Miller was, they need to go on YouTube and look him up. If you're a fan of rap, you missed out on something. I did. I completely missed out. 
what, what, what's your experience, Mac Miller? Did you just hear it? Did you look him up? Or I, I just heard about it and uh, heard about what happened and uh, didn't realize, you know, until I was, you know, finding out about him that he was a local. And, um, uh, you know, that's probably just about it for mm. me personally. But, uh, you know. Uh, well, that I, he's worth a revisit. I'm, I'm going to reach out to the Mac Miller clan over there and see if I can get somebody to talk about him and, uh, you know, do a little tribute. That's something I've been wanting to do uh, since I discovered his music, not because he's dead. I, I you know, I, that's not the way to celebrate somebody's life, really. It's, I went and I looked up, there's all these really cool videos and positive, positive, you know, like, and funny. The guy was smiling all the time. He just, just seemed like a nice dude. So, yeah, in the future. I, I, so I'm going to ask you to look at a few more. I think. Uh, yeah, I'm going to check his music supposedly out. Supposedly, there's a really, really uh, disturbing one, though, called Self Care, where he's actually in a coffin doing the video. A little weird. Hmm. Um, yeah, preemptive strike there. It's, uh, now I, I don't know how people could, that were close to him could watch that one. You know? It's, yeah, that's got to be, that's gotta be tough. Yeah, yeah. But and cartoons. I was talking to you. We haven't talked about anime all that much. Um, now there's a slew of it on Netflix. Uh, I'm gonna give Last Hope two thumbs up so far. I have to finish it. It's very uh, hard to find the time to watch all these things. But th- that Last Hope, it's definitely um, American-made anime. Or I don't know that. It, I can't tell if it is American-made. It just it's different. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it looks like they, uh, maybe I'm wrong, somebody can tell me, but I'm enjoying it. It's your typical giant robots, very much like Gundam, but they're fighting these things called the um, the Bride, B-R-I-E, something, I forget what it stands for, I, I knew last night, but now, but the, these things are like um, animals being, animals, the evolution of animals and technology, where like you got... You have rats, but they're mechanical rats, and they're deadly. And then there's, like, giant ones, you know, like something that used to be a whale was, like, is now this robotic air, uh, robotic land whale. And it's it doesn't look like a whale, but they're using the brain of it hmm. to, to function. It's, it's so strange and out there, but somehow I find it endearing. It, there's something about it I like. Oh, but, check that out. You were telling me about, uh, I think it was Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan is great, yes. Yeah, yeah you're late to the game on that one. I, I was at first... I've gotten through season two halfway, and I'm waiting for it to get on Netflix so I can see it in its entirety. Season three is already out there. There's a movie, a live-action movie that I heard isn't so great. Hmm. I'll still give it a shot. Um, just like Shin Godzilla, people yeah. don't like some don't like it. I gave it a shot. I enjoyed it. You know, I did. It's not the best, but it's so different and creepy, weird. It's really different than all the other Godzilla mo- movies that are that uh, have been put out. But somebody else that I work with told me that I need to check out um, another anime that's on Netflix. I think it's called Gantz something. Gantz, G A N T Z. I keep I keep looking at it, and people tell me I need to watch that too. Yeah. but. I I don't know. Uh, I I don't know anything about it yet. So I'm gonna check that one out. The only ones really that I've watched recently have been the uh, Castlevania series that they put out. And I keep forgetting to watch, which was really good. I thought people Um, like it. I'm like anticipating the second season. Um, and then the Netflix put out two of uh, Toho just put out recently in the last two years. They put out two animated Godzilla. The first one was I thought was you know was good. The second one was... That's why I didn't watch it. Was it was really friggin' weird. Ah, uh, they blew it. How yeah. do you blow Godzilla? Uh, wait, that, I, never, I don't want to even finish what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Shin Godzilla, made the guy that made that, made, <laughs> you're still laughing at that. <laughs> yeah. 
Christine's not here. We're not getting dirty on the air right now. Um, Shin Godzilla was made by the same guy that did that Godzilla cartoon, correct? No. Oh, it's not. No, he the guy that made Shin oh. Godzilla made um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, that's you ever seen what that? it was. Yes, I love it. I'm a huge oh, that's fan. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a great series. Yeah, great series. That's like probably my like top anime ever made for me personally you kind of can't get better than that um although i'm slowly going to be a robotech robotech guy and a gundam guy i'm having trouble with the netflix gundam unicorn that's on right now and i'm a fan but there's something about it for the first episode was so slow um i tried and i'm going back to last hope i'll go back to unicorn uh gundam unicorn and see if i can do it i really enjoyed the gundam series prior the couple prior was a Iron-Blooded or- Orphans. Iron-Blooded, not Orifice. Iron-Blooded <laughs> Orphans. Um, Don't that, go there. That was amazing. Amazing series. 50 episodes. So good. And this is the first time that I think I've seen where the pilots go in shirtless because they hook up their backs to the machines and their blood is flowing through the, the Gundams. And so when you see blood spurting out of the machines, it's oil and blood. And it's, it, there's something so visceral and stimulating. And no, not like that. Jeez. I don't do the Jap anime porn. That's ridiculous. But people do. But there is a weird thing where there's this love triangle and they all just decide, oh, what the hell? You know, and they they're, they all go out together. And it's <laughs> Mikasuki, one of the lead characters, and these two girls that are in it. Uh, Cordelia, I think her name was. I, I don't, I, I'll remember it another time. But that was a weird thing to put into a, a yeah. Gundam series. Yeah. <laughs> Some people say it doesn't happen, but if you read enough on it, that's exactly what's going on. <laughs> but Iron-Blooded Orphans, I give two thumbs way up. Best series I've seen in a long time. So that that being said, uh, I strayed a little bit from Halloween. I know it's coming up, folks. So, um, Got anything else here before we play another tune or go out with a tune, I should say? from these guys here the uh, didn't you have another uh didn't you have another netflix movie you watched recently mm, there's been a few bad ones that's what i mean yeah I, oh open house might be one of the worst movies i've ever seen and it stars the kid that's uh ooh, he's a good actor i can't oh well don't bother it's, it's open house on netflix the kid's a good actor the story's awful god awful and there's no payoff mm. zero you're waiting for something to happen <sighs> It doesn't. It just doesn't happen. So, and uh, I have a lot of people agree with me. I don't like putting down things, but when it wastes my time and and mm-hmm. intelligence, if I want my time, my waste, my, both things wasted, my intelligence and my time, I'll do it on my own, and I'll put on something stupid, you know that, and then I know what I'm getting into, like Attack of the Killer Donuts. <laughs> yes, I watch that because simply Miss D and myself. We, we watch Thanks Killing together, we, uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, these schlocky things, just no-brainers. <laughs> yeah. Glass of wine and, oh, my God, have a good time. <laughs> Attack of the Killer Donuts stars C. Thomas Howell. And and as far as I'm concerned, has one of the best lines ever. And um, I'm actually going to play it for you because it's so funny. If they want to give me a cease and desist, they can. They can do that. But I'm just promoting your movie, folks. Attack of the Killer Donuts on Netflix is so bad that... You just wait for the next C. Thomas Howell scene because it's so great. It's just so bad. It's so great. And they knew what they were doing. So, uh, yeah, donuts are killers, man. I'm going to have to watch this because I remember a long time ago seeing Attack of the, uh, the 
the what was the tomato one? Yeah, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, I remember seeing that, but I didn't know about this donut one, so I'm gonna have to check the, that out. There's an attack. There's a Killer Tomato right above you, right there. I actually oh, have an, I have see an it, action yeah. figure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was from the series. There was a cartoon series. I have to go back and find that. But there was a whole line of toys. These are things that were not meant to be when they made <laughs> Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. They really. But I still do. I love the movie. Yes, yes. I don't need to accessorize. <laughs> But I do need to set up this next little transmission, if you will. This excerpt I'm about, excerpt I'm about to play is, uh, let's see, C. Thomas Howell is a cop with his partner, shows up at this house where these teenagers came running out of, scared out of their minds because there's a couple of dozen donuts inside the house that have killed people. And we'll just take it from there. shame on us moment shame <laughs> on us if you listen to our soundtracks episode oh yeah <laughs> wow sitting right in front of us was, it was both of our favorites and it's been deemed people do call it one of the best soundtracks of all time oh where is it and we <laughs> this is what happened we were leading up to our favorites the crow real cds guys real C- yeah, there's, a cr- there's the crow that's definitely on there last action hero terrible movie great soundtrack this was for a decent movie, but a much better soundtrack. And I'm going to say it, or you can too. If you say a different one, it's going to be funny. <laughs> I think we're talking about Judgment Night. Yes. We are to be judged and uh, be called out that we left that out of our soundtrack episode. And this is probably why we can't find the damn thing. Yeah, I can't find it. <laughs> You know, CDs. we'll find it. You'll find it when we're, this all, is why, wrapped, this when why, we're all wrapped up. Hey, but yeah. This is why the kids don't use CDs anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. And I have one other thing I thought was very creative in the music world. Uh, are you familiar with Mindless Self-Indulgence, the band? Uh, sort of. I never I never really listened to them a whole, whole lot. Well, if you want to discover them, watch the video for Never Wanted to Dance. Um, it's a great song, and that album's actually pretty darn good. Uh, oh, there's the Electric Six right there, uh, upcoming episode. Uh, we may have Dick Valentine himself from the Electric Six. I've been talking to him. Great guy. Met him several times. And I think he's going to be on Kettle Whistle Radio eventually. Judgment Night has disappeared. Uh, but that is the movie we forgot in the soundtracks from Hell episode. That it had an amazing soundtrack. It's so good. Um, so good. So amazing. I think I'm going to just look it up on my phone. Cause yeah. yeah. I'm I, trying to remember who all was on that. And... Um, well, the funny thing is, like, I, I heard an interview uh, with Ice Ice T, and um, uh, Ice T. I think it might have been Ice Cube, 
And what happened was when they created that soundtrack for Judgment Night, they pulled all the guys into a room and played it for them. Um, and they were all just blown away that rock and rap could come together and be that good. And that was as good as it will ever get for that genre. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, Mindless Self-Indulgence. I wanted to say this. They did a really cool thing, okay? They held their own record hostage in 2018 uh, because they wanted people to pay for it. <laughs> they were not going to release their new uh, newest album to unless their fans came around and paid first. And <laughs> I thought that was hysterical, holding your album hostage. I know it's probably nothing new now, but you know with the Indiegogos and everything else, but they weren't going to release until they had enough money to do it. <laughs> and there is a financial figure there that I, I don't I don't want to disclose, but I thought that was hilariously funny and it's very them. So so listen to some of these bands. This is back to the Judgment yeah, Night soundtrack. Yeah. So Helmet and House of Pain did a song together. Mm-hmm. Teenage Fan Club and De La Soul. Living Color and Run DMC. Biohazard and Onyx. I love that. Slayer and Ice-T. Faith No More and the Booyah Tribe. Mm-hmm. Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill. Mm-hmm. Mud Honey and Sir Mix-A-Lot. That's a weird one, but it somehow worked. Yeah. It really worked. Freak Mama. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaur Jr. and Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Which, in a perfect... No, you know what? That's something that you would never expect to happen. And somehow they perfected that. that that's a wild one, man. That's just, <laughs> uh, therapy, we were talking about them earlier. And yeah. uh, the band Fatal. I don't remember that band Fatal. Come and die. Yeah, that's Fatal. That's a heavy one. That's good. I like yeah. it. It's I, very repetitious. I have to go back and check that out. Maybe, that, maybe check them out. That's where you just bang your head against the wall. Or if you have a kickboxing bag, you just nail it you know, a few <laughs> times. When you, you listen, you do that for a good three and a half minutes. and You got a great workout. Uh, and then the last song is Pearl Jam and Cypress Hill. Another weird one. But yeah. you know what? You know they got in a room and just toked up. And then, <laughs> yeah, let's do this thing. But I mean, they don't make soundtracks like this anymore. No, nothing creative. There's no reason to go look up a soundtrack. Yeah, I look up bands from soundtracks. Um, I found a few along the way. Seldom do they get back to you because maybe they're not proud of it. So, <laughs> what the hell? Anyway, so we're going to wrap this thing up. We're going to play one more song. Um, I think we're Dracula's Daughter. Dracula's the Kiss Mix. Daughter. Okay. From Mark Statler and his creepy classic Chiller Band. Indeed. All right, folks, and find us everywhere. Um, you could uh, look up my books, uh, www.fairlydarkproductions.com. You can get everything on Amazon. Check out Fiends of the Flesh. If you're into anthologies, it's a weird one. Um, I wrote one of the nastiest stories I ever wrote. It actually sold today quite a bit. I sold out of Rise of the Dead. Uh, Fall of Tomorrow is my first one. That's the Demon Apocalypse. And Dwelling in the Dark actually is my favorite. It's 11 short stories and a different monster in every story. Um, and get me on Facebook. I'm David Fairhead and at Fairly Dark on Twitter. And Sean? I am Sean Feldbush on Facebook. And there it is. That's a wrap. Have a good day, night, whatever it is where you are.
Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your hosts for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric acid.